Hey, it's Zach. It's the Best Advice Show. And my eyeballs are about to fall out. And I have Instagram to thank for it. I want to talk about leaving social media and why maybe lots more of us should do it. Great. This is where I'll have like the gospel choir come in. (laughs) My guest is Amelia Hruby, who is an expert in exiting social media. I left social media in stages. I would say I left Facebook at some time in 2019. I logged off Twitter shortly thereafter. The last holdout for me was Instagram, and I logged off of Instagram on April 9th, 2021, and I have not looked back. And now it's been two and a half years, and I've been off off, off social media, but certainly not off the internet. And so much so, you've been so off social media that you have become an expert in being off social media, right? <laughs> uh, yes, in some sense. I have definitely been... Um, after I left, everyone wanted to know how I did it. So like the good podcaster I am, I started a show about it. Cool. Well, yeah. So what what do we need to know if we have been, if we've had one foot out the door for as long as we've been signed on, basically? Yeah. So I think that if you are just like a regular, regular human being who uses social media to look at your friend's stuff, sometimes all you really need to do to leave social media is get yourself maybe a little bit of mental health support, and then sign off. It's like a two-step process. <laughs> it's very short and easy. But I think more often the people I talk to are creators or business owners or podcasters. Like We're not just using social media for our personal lives. Like We've right. got some type of work happening there. And that is more of a process. But I... Well, I have a whole five-step process. Would you like me to go through the five Let's steps? Do or do you want... Okay. <laughs> okay. So here are my five steps. Number one. The first step is the hardest, and that's deciding that you're going to leave and mm. when that's going to happen. I think people will spend years on the precipice of leaving and never actually decide to leave. But once you yep. do, the steps are pretty easy. Number two. Okay. Tell people on that platform when you're leaving and how they can stay in touch with you. Number three. Request your data from the platform and archive it offline. So if you're anything like me, maybe you were on Instagram for over 10 years before you decided to leave and you wanted to like download those photos and get that info, which you can do. It's not, you have to Google it and like look it up, but you can request your data from Meta or from X or from any platform you're on. So they have a process by they which do. to, yeah. to um, ask for it. Okay. They do. Is it arduous? The process is not arduous. They don't give it to you in like a really, you know, it's not like they send you a scrapbook of your Instagram. They send you like a hundred folders that you have to go through to find your photos from all every week you were online or something like that. Oh man, I want a Shutterfly photo book. <laughs> right. from, Wouldn't that be great if you Instagram. could just be like, I'm leaving. Will you send me all my stuff in <laughs> a little, little photo book form now? I would, we'd all leave. We would all leave if they would do that. So they're never going to do that for us. Um, fair, fair point. Yeah. So step three is like saving what you need to save. And that I would recommend requesting it from the platform. But also if there's stuff where you're like, oh, I want to go through and screenshot these testimonials or I want to like make sure that I download this reel that I made and put it on my website instead. That's all your step three stuff. Number four. 
deciding if you're going to leave your profile up like as a kind of archive or if you're going to take it down entirely. And if you're going to leave it up, then you probably want to do things like change your bio, adjust your links, make sure you've got any highlights you want there or any that you've archived any posts that you don't want to live on after you're no longer there. Number five. Step five is sign off. That's it. That's it. What was the final straw for you that made you decide to to leave? The final straw for me was realizing that I was in a codependent, anxiously attached relationship with Instagram. And I had gone to so much therapy to stop being codependent in my relationships with other humans that I was not willing to like go through all of that time and money again to stop being codependent with an app. Like could not do that to myself. So I kind of had that light bulb moment and I was like, oh, it's time to go. I got to go. And there's definitely a FOMO element. And also, like you were saying for creators, like, how am I going to tell people about my work? So what have you found to be helpful alternatives? Yeah. So I love an email list. I think that that's always really powerful as a direct way to be in touch with people who care about your work and to tell them about it. I also, of course, love podcasting, although that's a little less direct. You don't really know who's listening to your show. And honestly, I am out here just like proselytizing for the power of good old fashioned human relationships. <laughs> like, what's that? I, think, <laughs> I know, like, what? Uh -huh. Talking to people? You want me to talk to people? <laughs> that's normally what happens when I talk to other creators. I'm like, you want people to know about your work? Tell them about your work. Send them an actual email, not a newsletter. Yeah. Call, not, don't call them. No one wants you to call them. But like, if they're your friend, send them a text and be like, hey, I made this new thing. Like, would you look at it and share it with your friends? Yeah. That type of stuff I find is invaluable. And kind of no one's doing it. Instead, we're just like throwing stuff up on social media and broadcasting ourselves to the world and not as many people as we want are actually even seeing it. Is there a middle ground between being a fanatic like I've been these past two weeks and signing off entirely? Absolutely. There are plenty of people who develop, I think, really good boundaries with the apps who come up with, they come up with ways that they are using different social media platforms really intentionally. And so I definitely talk to creators who are like, I know exactly what I do on TikTok. It's all I do there. And I log off and I'm fine. And know what you want from it. And then pay attention to if you're actually getting that. Because a lot of mm. people get on there and if they're being honest with themselves, what they really want is to like kind of get famous. And then totally. they don't admit that to themselves and then they don't get famous. And then they're like really upset about being on social media the whole time. But if you have a clear intention and you check in about if you're getting closer to that or achieving that intention, then you can, I think, have a much better relationship overall. What did you notice about yourself um, once you got off and got used to being off? My mind is so much clearer. And to a certain extent, I actually know what I think and what I believe now. In a way that being on social media, my mind, I mean, I was taking in thousands of people's opinions and arguments about things all the time. And it was really hard to have my own coherent thought or my own well-formed opinion about something. And as I've stepped back, and now that I'm not there at all, I'm better able to sort of talk to the people I trust and admire, go to the sources that... I think will give me really 
smart information, and then I can form my own opinions or arguments about things. On Instagram, uh, I just read uh, a, a quote from a column by Elizabeth Spears. It was in the in the New York Times. She wrote, knee-jerk social media posts are not what bother me most, though. Instead, it's the idea that not posting is wrong somehow, that everyone needs to speak all the time. It discourages shutting up and listening and letting the voices that matter the most be heard over the din. And that's something that I've been noticing just in the past couple of weeks with Israel-Palestine stuff. It's like there seems to be, people seem to feel, and I'm guilty of this too, an, an obligation to write their own column, you mm-hmm. know, and broadcast it. And yeah, that might be cathartic and then it might be helpful for me to know that other people know that I am engaging in in this miserable moment. But I think that's such a good point that just shutting the the, the fuck up um, can be so helpful, can be so powerful for, for, for everyone. Yeah. We don't need to center ourselves in every global geopolitical event that happens. In fact, many, if not, frankly, most of them, the world is a big place. Most of the things that happen don't have very much to do with you or don't need your specific opinion. Yeah. Um, and we can, I think, better cultivate empathy and support when we're listening And when something really does impact us and our community, the more regulated and centered and supported we are, the better we are to actually share and say impactful things from that place. Because I certainly want people who are going through this and whose communities are impacted to be speaking up and to be sharing their voices. But exactly to that quotation you just shared, you know, if everyone else is like chiming in with the like, oh, well, I want to make sure I say something about this, then you can't even kind of find or hear or process the people who it's actually impacting and what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I blame TED Talks for all of this. Honestly, we could probably just put that at the root of a lot of things that are wrong right now in the world. Can it, (laughs) Everybody needs a TED Talk. Everybody is TED. Right. And we don't need to be. No one is TED. TED. (laughs) We're all Ken's and we're all TED's. I'm Amelia Fruby. I am the founder of Softer Sounds Podcast Studio and the host of Off the Grid Podcast, which is all about leaving social media without losing all your clients. So I spend my time making podcasts with people and helping folks realize that they do not have to be on social media if they don't want to be. I love this advice. To be honest, I don't think I'm ready, though, to leave social media. But if you are... I hope this five-step process helps. In the meantime, if you want to support this show, please consider becoming a Best Advice Show patron at patreon.com slash show. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash show. Thanks. Bye.